0: Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to our first Rams Revealed of 2024. The Los Angeles Rams have clinched a winning record and with it, a playoff spot. We'll talk about all that and more as we look ahead to week 18 in Santa Clara, the Rams and the 49ers with our first time guest, who will turn 27 later this month, I believe, Rams linebacker and Super Bowl champion, Christian Roseboom. Good to sit down with you. How are you, Christian? Good. Thanks for having me. And Happy New Year to you. Did you make it to midnight? We did.
1: Yeah, it was the first time in a while, actually. Because uh,
0: of the late arrival or by design? Uh,
1: kind of both. Yeah, we were, it was a late arrival, so I wasn't really that tired. So um stayed up with the wife. And I think that's a higher degree friends, so. of
0: difficulty, right? Because you got to East Coast time, so you're flying back. You really stayed up till 3 a.m. I'm going to give you right, credit for yeah, that.
1: Yeah, The adult sure.
0: that you are. What was it like on the tarmac yesterday in Newark, New Jersey, as you're holding up that plane to watch Steelers and Seahawks to find out if you're going to go to the playoffs before you even take off?
1: Yeah, it was uh, – for one, we were just hoping that we weren't going to take off so we could um, figure out kind of what our fate was. And if we would have taken off without knowing, that would have been, because the Wi-Fi is pretty spotty, so it, it would have been kind of rough um, waiting six hours or whatever it was to see the outcome. So I'm glad they held it. But um, once they got that first down to kind of seal it, it was a pretty cool moment. Just everybody hooting and hollering and having a good time. So,
0: So I sensed it wasn't necessarily unanimous whether we should stay and wait, though. Were there a few people advocating for getting back home sooner rather than later? Was there any argument up front?
1: I don't think so. Um, I think uh, one person in particular said we were holding it up, and I don't think anyone's going to um, sway that vote. Do I so. know who that one person yeah, was? You okay. know. Yeah, you <laughs> probably know. And then Carter, I think, he, he he runs more than what people probably think. So he's oh, he's, really? got, he's got more say than what you think, and he told him to wait. So.
0: Interesting. A little Wizard of Oz behind the curtain there. Yeah. Um, Will you take us back to summer before we really get rolling here, whether it's mini camp or training camp, wherever you like, when you hear that the Rams are kind of pegged for six and a half wins, not a ton of external expectations, what was the feeling like then? And how validating does it feel now to have overachieved that bar?
1: Yeah, I think for me personally, I mean, it's just staying internal um, as much as you can and getting rid of all the external noise. And I think that Team really embody that too, um, just with a lot of young guys, but a lot of guys that are great leaders, um, really pushing us in the off season and, um, you know, getting to the point where we're at now, it seems, it's a long season, so it, it is a lot of steps and a lot of um, adversity along the way, but to get to where we're at now, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's, it's cool to see how this team has grown together um, through the ups and the downs, so.
0: I hear that blocking out the external noise and expectations, but you're human. Like, I'm sure it gets to you. And it can be a motivating force, can it, not to have that us against the world chip on your shoulder, underappreciate, whatever you want to apply to it. Did the Rams drive off some of that this year, do you think?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, I think, like I said, it's our leaders really kept us um, internal and helped us really – just kind of move forward as a team and, and block out that, but but also use it as a motivating factor, um, just knowing that people counted us out. I think, not say it's really an underdog mentality, but we just, we went out there and, and could shoot our shot every time and not worry about the, the ifs and the buts. So. All
0: right, let's talk some week 17. No such thing as a bad win in the National Football League, especially not a bad road win. It wasn't your finest effort collectively, I know, but uh, how would you describe that victory in the Meadowlands?
1: It was hard fought. Um, I I mean, there was a lot of uh, adversity that we went through. But like you said, a win's a win, especially when we needed it. um, Really made the plays that made the difference to get, no matter how many points it is, no matter who you're playing, a a win's a win, week 17. um, And then to be in the playoffs later that that night is, uh, it don't matter how you get there. So
0: let's start on the defensive side of the football, uh, where you've been a great contributor this season. And in a rare game where the offense commits three turnovers, you guys were put in sudden change a lot. I think the Giants only got two field goals off of those giveaways. How much pride do you take in moments like those where you have to bow up?
1: Yeah, you know, the offense, um, they've been clicking. So it's um, not a situation we've been put in a lot, which has been great. But, you know, holding them to field goals, getting the ball back to our offense, because we know they're going to do good things with it. I think that's, at the end of the day, the only thing we can really um, hang our hats on and, Um, yeah, at the end, getting the missed field goals big for for the team and um, just getting the ball back at the end of the day. That's all we can do.
0: All right. As a core special teamer as well, though, who kind of came up in this league in that role, walk us through the 94 yarder and how much did that one sting?
1: Yeah, it's tough. Um, I don't think it's one thing one guy did or didn't do. And and I don't really know what you um, go back and say, correct this or correct that. I think it it was a good effort by him. I mean, he's uh, Gunners, he's a he plays hard and um, he's gonna fight for every yard. So I think just kind of the way he spun out, it was um, yeah, I, I, not, I don't want to say a fluke play, but yeah. it was it was just a good effort by him. And uh, there's there's good players in this league, and they're gonna make plays like that. So obviously, as a as a group, we want to limit those and. Um, just really fly down there together and and get them down at the end of the day. So
0: I know the spotlights on that group, right? It it happened in two high leverage moments in December, one in Baltimore, one in New York, but can you just take us behind the scenes a little bit? Like the strain that you guys are putting into it, like these things are happening, it's going against you, but it's not for lack of effort. I'm sure.
1: No. Yeah. It's, it's not a lack of effort. It's not a lack of coaching. Um, It's, it's guys making good plays and, and, but it's, not that we can't make those plays. Um, We just got to be in those spots and, and execute um, when our best is needed. And I think that'll be, uh, that'll bode well for us um, going forward, just knowing um, what we need to work on. And um, coaches will put us in great spots like they always do. And uh, let's just move forward. That's all you can really do at this point.
0: Did you have a favorite moment from that win?
1: (laughs) The, uh, the end, I mean, that's, that's all that really matters at the end is, is getting a W so um, that, and then being on the, on the plane and seeing you make the playoffs. I think it's a, it's a cool memory that I'll we'll have forever with your team, so.
0: Here's mine. And uh, as someone who is in the business of forcing fumbles, I want uh, to know if you saw Kyron's mother on his third touchdown. There was a, a Giants fan in a Saquon Barkley jersey who had it and she ripped that thing out of there.
1: I, I saw that afterwards. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mess with her. That's She's tough. <laughs> and I know in Kyron and knowing just who he is, I, I'm sure his mom, is the same way, so I would not mess with either one of them. Yeah, when
0: he fumbled a couple times the other day, it was like, oh my gosh, he's never done that before. And now that I see who raised him, I can see why. That that, that ball's been pinned to his ribcage (laughs) his whole life. Yeah. Um, Jumping off from there, let's go kind of season-wide now, individually for you. I remember you had some big plays against the Saints. I love some of the high leverage moments you had in Baltimore. You had your first career interception against the Cardinals. Any one of those or something else stand out to you as your highlight of the 2023 campaign?
1: Um, yeah, I would say the interception is obviously cool, but I think what was even cooler is just the teammates, um, and how they reacted to that, that moment. Cause it was a, it was a big play in the game, um, to kind of get us back on track. Um, and just, I think that's been one of the coolest things, um, throughout this season is seeing how our team, um, just how selfless they are, how they, they don't, it doesn't matter who's making the plays. Um, as long as somebody's making them, we're excited, um, flying around, having fun with them. So, um. I think at the end of the day it's just individual plays that we make, but it's a team that um really embodies the whole work. So
0: you guys celebrate better than the offense. Like it's not even close.
1: I th- I think the defense, I don't know if it's we don't get those moments as much. Like the touchdown like they score the touchdowns all the time. So a three and out you celebrate and you go back to the sideline and you don't really do much. And that's that's like a touchdown for us. So when we get an interception, a sack, a fumble recovery, that's uh, that's kind of our time to shine. I-, I wouldn't say I'm particularly the best, but um, – But the group celebrates. I'll, I'll join in with the I mean, offensively, we're yeah. pretty
0: much limited to Tyler Higby's repertoire and then, like, who's going to spike it. Spike
1: Who's Kyron – Yeah, yeah
0: who, who's Kyron or Puka going to give it to, it to, to spike sure. it. For um, I want to talk a little bit about player development with you because I I think behind the scenes, that's been the key to the Rams' success. Yes, a great draft class, but there's a lot of players like yourself. Michael Hoyt's another one who comes to mind who are getting more expanded opportunities. And sometimes we think professional football players are just like finished products, right? You come out of college, you get drafted, or, or you make a team, and you're just supposed to do your job. And that's true to a certain extent. But I wonder, in your experience here and now, how have the additional reps how have the additional coaching moments helped you become a better pro in twenty twenty
1: three For sure, I think um, the coaches for one have have really been um, great for me as a as a player and a person um, and I think the patience of um, being on practice squad the first year um, kind of my journey to to even getting on the field and knowing what it's like to to not get your chances and then once you get your chances, you have to make the most of that opportunity so um yeah I love my teammates um what they've meant to me cuz I've had a a good group of friends since I've been here that um kind of been through those ups and downs with uh the Mike and Jonah and other guys that a lot of fans probably don't even know um so it's just yeah it's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that that a lot of people maybe don't see but you see the finished product on the field and um, That's what you can look forward to, I guess.
0: I hear your buddies with Jonah. I think he told us that on this show that you and he relate as a couple of small school undrafted guys who are now wearing Super Bowl rings and getting bigger opportunities as your careers have gone on. That doesn't happen everywhere, does it?
1: No, it doesn't. Yeah. We, we say it all the time. Like even today he said, man, it's 2024. And in 2020 when we came in, if you would have told us four years later, we'd still be in this locker Mm room. I mean, it's, it's a it's a blessing. Um, it's a crazy opportunity that we've, we've gotten and it's pretty cool to do that with him and this other guys.
0: What was it like zigzagging from LA to Kansas city back to LA in the fall of 2021 and what proved to be a championship season?
1: Yeah, it was, a uh, it was kind of a whirlwind, um, you know, and I think all things kind of work together for, for me. And I think God's plan and each step that he, he kind of laid out for me, got me to this point, And um, you never know what could happen if we don't make those those moves and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, at the end of the day, just thankful to be here. Um, love it here and um, wouldn't, wouldn't change a thing about it. So
0: Christian, you mentioned along the way there, your roots on the practice squad and that foundational experience as a Ram. And we don't know exactly what's going to happen Sunday yet, but already some talk about who will, who won't play San Francisco and Los Angeles. The rivalry is what it is. But inevitably, I think more of those players who have been toiling away behind the scenes on both rosters are going to get chances in week 18. What could those moments mean to a Ram or a Niner that we haven't met yet as soon as this weekend?
1: Yeah, you know, it's uh, like you said, you don't know exactly how it's going to go down, but um hopefully some guys will get opportunities going into playoff um games it'll give them confidence you know going forward and um i think at the end of the day it'll still be the the los angeles rams playing the Niners, it's going to be a big game um that rivalry is still there no matter what yeah implications are on the line um but yeah it'll be it'll be good good atmosphere when i say as Sanf- always
0: when i say san francisco 49ers what's kind of your emotional reaction
1: uh there's been yeah you know it's you never want to like, it's, it's just a rivalry. There's, there's bad blood always, um, but we respect them. They're a good team, obviously, but um, just a team you don't like, I guess, so.
0: I was thinking of you and Ernest on Christmas night when I watched the Ravens uh, go to San Francisco and beat them. And I think part of the reason they were able to do that is because they've got such great linebacker play. Like when you match up with the Niners and that offensive attack and all their weapons, is that a game where you really have to be at your best? as a linebacker
1: for sure yeah they got i mean they got weapons all over the place um and they're coached well and their offense is second to none so yeah you really need um good players but also the coaches put us in good spots um i think they know us better than anybody and we know them better than anybody so it's just that that chess match that a lot of fans probably don't see and and all the hours that the coaches put into it um to put us in those spots is is what you see on the field on Sunday. So
0: your running mate Ernest Jones, despite missing a game uh, this weekend, took the top spot on the Rams' single-season tackle list. Went past James Laurinaitis, a great one, um, who had done it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. What's it been like at his hip, kind of watching him do what he's done this season?
1: He's yeah, he's been he's been awesome. Um, just to kind of see out there in his development. Cause I was here when he was a rookie and I remember his first day in practice, I think it was OTAs or, um, probably in April or, or May. And he said, we were just kind of looking around and he said, man, this is, this is really NFL. And to kind of see where he's at now as one of the, I mean, he's one of our leaders, um, and just kind of that face of our organization right now. And I think he, he hopefully will be for, for a while. So to just kind of see him and his maturation and all the good things he's done to to put himself to make those kind of records. He's he's, uh, he's just a good dude, and I'm uh, a good player, obviously too. So
0: when I look back on 2023, I think early on, what set the f- foundation for this run is Sean obviously deciding to continue his head coaching career. Raheem Morris just missing on on that opportunity in Indianapolis, and I want to ask you about Ra. Uh, having worked with him for several years now. And I do hope he gets more opportunities this offseason to be a head coach in this league again. What's it like when he's at the front of the room? And, and what attributes does he have that could make him a head coach in this league again?
1: Uh, we all love Ra. Um, obviously, we hope he gets every opportunity that he deserves, but I hope he's my coach forever. So um, I think he he's just that leader that um, – like I said, he he knows the game inside and out, and he'll put us in spots every week um, to have success. But he's also that that coach that'll that'll come alongside you when you're maybe not doing as well. And and he's not the one to to really rip you down. He's he's really gonna build you up, and um, he kind of develops that relationship on the side that um, you really know it's coming from a place of love, um, and he wants you to succeed um, just as much as anything. So um, he's like I said, I hope hope he gets whatever chances and whatever opportunities he can get. But um, hopefully he can be my coach for a while, too. Yeah,
0: he's one of those people that brightens your day, no matter how quick your interaction is. Like you can't walk past Raheem Morris and not feel better about yourself and about that day. Uh, It was hilarious to be in the back of the plane uh, in New Jersey, because he had said that he didn't waste any emotional energy like scoreboard watching. Right, I think he yeah. said that to the media last week. Yeah. So he's coaching us all up, like, "Hey, put your phones away. Don't watch that. You know, don't, don't, don't get caught up in in Steelers Seahawks." But it ultimately worked out for the Rams. Right. Yeah. Um, a little bit about your your backstory and your family origin, and I want to just ask, like Roseboom, born to be a linebacker. Like, what a great name! Rams are fortunate to have Noteboom and Roseboom. Uh, where does that come from? And and have you felt like you were raised to be a linebacker because you're a Roseboom?
1: You know, it, growing up, there's a lot of them, a lot of Rosebooms in kind of my area. It's a it's a very Dutch area, so it didn't really um, maybe seem that unique to me until you, didn't, like, stand you out. leave. Okay, yeah, until you. you leave, and everyone's like, "That's Boom," or they call me Rose or Boom or whatever. And it's um, yeah, I think it's it's a good linebacker name for sure. Yeah, it's a um, D-Cleater name for sure. Yeah.
0: And that hometown was Sioux Center, Iowa, in the northwest portion of that state. Yep, yep. What was it like to grow up in Sioux Center?
1: Uh, it's a it's a small, tight-knit community, um, very Dutch. Um, it's just a good spot to grow up and to live. And um, the support you get from the community is it's really cool. So um, a lot of people probably won't understand it just because it is such a small town and everybody knows everybody, but, um, to us, it's home. So
0: how um, small are we talking like class size graduating? We were,
1: I had 85 in my class in your high school, my high school. Okay. Which out there is about medium. I've had, I had buddies that graduated with seven people. So, and you end up
0: as a South Dakota state Jackrabbit. Yep. Tell us about your recruiting story or how you selected that destination for your college football.
1: Yeah. Um, I wasn't very heavily recruited. Um, And I went to a camp just because it fit into my schedule um, with baseball in the summer. I went to a camp in Brookings, um, met uh, my future coach, Jimmy Rogers at the camp. And um, he recruited me and I had a couple other D2 and other smaller schools and um, ultimately decided to go to there. And I guess the rest is history. Um, Had a great, great time in Brookings. Um, It's another community a lot like Sioux Center where community is very supportive of athletics but also um everybody it's a good tight-knit community for sure.
0: I had a phenomenal career there uh, but I want to ask you about your red shirt freshman year when I understand you went up against Carson Wentz and North Dakota State, correct?
1: Correct. Yep. Um that's a it's a similar rivalry I'll say. Um SCSU and NDSU is us and the Niners right now. So, um they know us better than anybody and we know them better than anybody. So, um But it's cool to see to see Carson play, knowing his future ahead of him, um, because he was yeah he's one of the greatest to play at that level. So,
0: and then he comes to Los Angeles, and you're in the same
1: yeah, and that was the first time I've ever actually really um, talked to him, and uh, he said he said Jackrabbit right, and I was like yeah. Never actually played against you, but I watched you play and kind of just talk about how that all went down. So it's pretty cool. He's nice. They won that round. They won that round. Your most
0: famous teammate, Dallas Goddard? Yep. Okay, so there's another connection there, yep.
1: too. Yep, so then they played with each other for a while, too. So
0: Interesting. Uh, someone did note that your alma mater, South Dakota State, is playing Montana in the FCS title game this Sunday. Yep. Unfortunately, it's at 11 a.m. Pacific, so... I mean, you squeeze it's, the first quarter in, yeah. like you'll be out there in warm-ups at Levi's with your phone watching, yeah. streaming?
1: It was the same way last year when he played Seattle at the end of the year, too. Um, I don't know. The Sunday game is kind of different to me. But, um, yeah, obviously good luck to them. Um, they're on a roll, and I hopefully that just continues. So
0: I think Sean would call that a champagne problem when your alma mater is so good that they're still playing in right. January in week 18 yeah. in the National yeah, Football League. Yeah, for sure. Um, Christian, we appreciate some of your time on this New Year's Day as we sit down together. We finish with a closing segment called Three and Out here on Rams Revealed. I've got three final questions for you. Answer them. I'll make a donation to the LA Rams Foundation on your behalf. Sound good? Sounds good. While we're talking jackrabbits, I got to know who the better college athlete was. You or your wife, Riley, who I understand was a Summit League champion and a phenomenal hooper.
1: Well, uh... We'll keep i'm not gonna answer that one wait 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 yeah. what do you mean
0: Why she not?
1: uh i will say this if we if we play pig or horse or whatever i got no shot um, okay But if we play one-on-one it's a different story that's all i'll say
0: interesting okay but in terms of college resume you probably got the accolades But she's still got the jump. She's got, yeah. Okay, very good. Um, Next question. This is an agree or disagree. I was thinking as you guys were able to get some fourth down takeaways the other day that it's nonsense that football doesn't treat those as takeaways. So if we could rewrite statistical rule books, should fourth down stops be takeaways for the defense?
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: I mean, because you take that ball away for like minus one on the botch fumble. Right. If Tyrod throws a pick 30 yards downfield, that's an arm punt. That's a takeaway, yeah. but it's better for the Rams getting right. it where you did. Right. Okay. Good to be in good company there with some agreement. <laughs> uh, last one. This has kind of been like a season-long theme here on Rams Revealed. Uh, probably the best heads of hair that the Rams facility has ever had, and you're certainly in that group. Um, <laughs> so let's do like a flow power ranking. Who's got the best lettuce? You're there. Pook is there. Jordan Fuller's there. laurel Murchison, Ernest Jones. Who else you got? And kind of who takes the top spot, do you think?
1: You know, Higby had it's, some good flow, Happy birthday, Tyler Higby. Yeah, today, happy birthday, Tyler. Like yeah, that's good. Um, and he cut it. I was disappointed. But, um, you know, I do like Ernest. He 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 switches it up a lot. So kind of keeps you on your toes, whether he's going to okay, come so with us. The, the versatility of The Ernest. versatility of Ernest is second to none. I will say that. Mine's pretty much the same every day in the facility. And then the same every Sunday. So. You got two looks like what's your me.
0: haircut cadence
1: whenever i've i'm like man it's getting too long you know f- i'll feel it on my elbows when i run out um <laughs> and i know i gotta go uh get a haircut so
0: <laughs> when you're running out and it hits your elbows that's when i know that's it's when time. you schedule your next barbers yep, appointment yeah Um, Well, I hope it's a deep enough playoff run that it grows to your elbows again. How about that? Thank you. Here in early 2024. Nice to get to know you a little bit. Uh, To you, your wife, all your loved ones, all the best in 2024. And thanks for helping us get to know these Rams a little bit better.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: All right, week 18 is coming up. LA going to Levi's to take on the 49ers in Santa Clara. For Christian Roseboom, I'm JB Long. Wishing all of you the very best in 2024. Thank you for being with us each and every week for Rams Review.